Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Gentlemen, how are we doing? We good? Very well, you? Yes, I'm good. How cold are you, Chris? I'm bloody freezing. John looks snug in his Christmas pyjamas. Looks well. well. Looks really well. It's that time of the year, isn't it? I bought six pairs the other day. So all six of us have got them. Are they jammies or is it a onesie? No, the jammers, the jammers. Uh, there's, only, there's only mine that actually fit me. Uh, and I say this fit me loosely because the top's probably a little bit short. Yeah, it's not loosely, John. No, no. But, yeah. can, we, can we see that? Or? Oh, look at them. I like them. Yeah, are they snug? Uh, they're all right. They're not too. Uh, they're not too tight. They're all just all right. Have they got a? Have they got a quality dinner? Or no, 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 no. I can't tell them to warm. Last thing I want to be doing is that's what is sweating cobs, isn't it? Yeah, or in bed. So turn the. Oh, I'm not wearing them for bed. So when I get up to feather, mate, they'll be off. <laughs> As you know, only too well, Chris. The big man sleeps with, with nothing on. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> the more lounge wear than pajamas. Oh. Nothing sadder than, a, than a Mickey Mouse crumbled up on floor. John <laughs> as well. John Sheridan, part two. Yes. It's better than the first. I'll say it now. Is it? Yes. Yeah. In, my, in my humble opinion, it certainly is. First one was good. Yeah, after the first one, loads of people messages saying, have you spoke to anybody that's played for Swindon, Carlisle, Chesterfield about shares in the last five years or something. And I, I do believe your answer was yes, quite a few recently, Bernie. <laughs> Thing is as well, it could be any manager in the world. Not every player is going to like that manager. Nah. You're going to find one player that didn't like Sir Alex Ferguson. And supporters as well. Supporters, you're not going to get every supporter who likes your manager because eventually they have a bit of a bad shot and they get potted. Well, yeah. And the tickets are uh, available as well for anybody who haven't got them for the 17th of December, the Christmas do. Oh, I might even wear this. I might even wear this Christmas, these jammers. Do it. Looking forward to it. Yeah, the tickets are available now for Manchester Academy 2 with David Weeter and Carl Palmer. Fancy dress we've set, haven't we? We have. Yeah. I haven't ordered mine yet, like. No, I'm going to get something good. Yeah. Get... I saw a couple of people saying, oh, it might not be on, but it... I noticed they're not making their Christmas announcement till the 18th. Boris, so we're safe because we're 17. It's definitely on. And even if you do say anything, we'll just have drinks and nibbles and games like they have. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, tickets are on sale. So they're on the website. You can go on over and uh, come on down. It'll be good. What, what happened with the Uno's win? I was better, but still way off it. Uh, do you know what? I was I wasn't too bad this week. I think I got five. Five was that's not. Probably, that's five. probably the best. That's the best you've got in it. Yeah, this season. By a long <laughs> shot. But no, two good winners. Did you see ropes and uh, Stalky Boy? Nine hundred, just under a grand each. Sixty-two pounds and fifty pence, to be precise. Having a great time, haven't they? Some of the some of the people who are getting the winners in. Be a new bundle under the uh, under the Christmas tree. They could buy some tickets for the live show with the winnings cover next weekend of it. Come and thank us and come and thank us, Kurt. But yeah, if you've not already got involved, you get on over to the iTunes Store, Google Play, and uh, get on the Unos. We've got 10, 10 games again to predict. Pop your fire in the pot. We split the winnings with the best predictors, don't we? Yes. Get some more big winners before Christmas. Should we get Chez out? Yeah, let's get him out. Yeah, let's, let's do let's it. Get him out. See you on the seventeenth. Did you know as soon as you went to Chef Wed that that was, that was your time? I thought when after, I went after in After the bad spell. I thought when I went in there, they had good players. And I thought, well, I think they were bottom of the league at the time. We were about six points. And this is in October, I think it was. Who else did he bring in? you remember? The same day I signed, Roland Nielsen. 
and Phil King signed. Only Nielsen, what a player he was, top, top player. Swedish right back. Oh, unbelievable player. He got in for about 300 grand. King he signed. Myself, the three of us on the same day. I think Count Palmer had just gone in. But they had Daley Atkinson up front, Erste up front. Had some good, good players. Um, and, I mean, we went down, but the good thing about it, a lot of the players stayed and we come straight back up. And Could you have left? Could you... Could have left, yeah, it was in my contract to leave, but I wasn't going to leave. I really enjoyed playing under mm. him. And like I say, he's probably the best man manager I've played under, who made me feel like, you know, after me... After, after your Forest experience. Yeah, I was just a totally different person felt remember, in myself. Remember your first meeting with Big Ron? It's funny, his first meeting when I met him, he says I was going to sign you at Man United. Right. I said, fucking hell, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit late now, Ron. The reserves, I think, he says. <laughs> no, he did. He says, I was I was watching you at Man United. So again, he, that little statement there thinks, don't they? Or yeah. Whether he was telling the truth, I don't know, but... Uh, was he just that type of manager that could make you feel 10 foot tall? Oh, his man management skills were brilliant. Just knew how to... And again, he used to make us... Uh, he used to make myself thirsty, Carlton... A couple of the other lads, Dalian. He used to make us stay in a hotel on a... All the other lads could go home, but he made us stay in the hotel in Hallam. In on the Sheffield. Friday. Yeah, on the Friday before the game. Just have a couple of beers with him, sit around the table, because he was staying there on his own, that's why. So he had a company. <laughs> yeah, and he'd let you have a couple of beers, chat, he's got stories left, right, centre, knows the game inside out. So do you think he liked, he liked his band of merry men? Like, the, the ones that he could trust, kept them close, you're, my, you're the core of the team. Like a Warnock. Yeah. I think he had his more serious players because we had some good shirty Pearson and Nigel Worthington experience, good pros. So you just good crack? We were just like, again, just like, after we were quite young, weren't we, myself, Carl yeah. Nursty. He knew we liked to be. He knew we liked to laugh and all that. And I think he, he likes that, doesn't he? He, like, he likes things like that. I think yeah. I've been told and I've heard stories, he, he always liked a little bit of a laugh at Man United and the party or whatever. And he was just like that. I think he liked people like that. But obviously, his serious pros and what have you, he, he has a different understanding, a different way with him. But, yeah, he just used to like... And you just felt, you know, to be running around the manager, you think, fucking, I don't want to sit with him. But I never felt like that. I'd like to sit with him. Yeah. You know, you could say things or... And he knew. He was new. He was just like, good crack, straight, fucking never shut up moaning at you. Would you, ever, it, would you ever cross him? Would you ever have a go oh, back? Yeah, I've had a fight with him, yeah. <laughs> Roll around. It was a, a fight, 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 fight. Yeah, I had a fight with him in Italy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. We went pre-season Italy. That's the year we got we got relegated. The following year, we're going pre-season uh, to Italy. Great trip, brilliant. Training uh, and drinking, or training, but he'd let you have a drink at the time. Was it? No, it was pre-season. It was hard. Um, Again, he kept the same, more or less the same team. Brought Trevor Francis in, one or two others. Uh, and we went pre-season. Um, so we're in, uh, we're in Italy anyway, but a week, working hard. He allows us out one night, puts a curfew on at 12 o'clock, but we've gone out at 12 and we had to be in at 12. So it weren't a bad day, was it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> so anyway, we've gone out uh, back at the hotel for 12. Because we get back to the hotel, the curfew, we've got to be back for 12. Anyway, we're in the dock. We get in for 5 to 12, me and Carlton and Kingy. We're sat at our table with a bottle of wine. We're in the hotel, but we'll sit in the hotel. Bottle of wine or whatever we're drinking. So he walks in. Uh, he says, come on, I've told you. I says, come on, gaffer. Man, we've, we've had a bevy, by the way. Come on, gaffer. We weren't talking like probably straight. We've had a bevy. Uh, we're here, gaffer. It's 12 o'clock. We're in the hotel. He says, no, come on, I've told you, bed. And when he says that to me... Slaps me on the back of the neck, and he's he had a habit of doing it. I remember Danny Wilson was going to rip his head off once. He'd slap you on the back of the neck with his big sausage fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Fucking hell, Gaffer, what are you doing? Come on, upstairs to bed." Anyway, we go up, and we're and we're staying in this hotel. It's an old mansion, honestly. The room, the length of the corridors was fucking. It must have been hundred meters at least. And you're like one. He's at one end, and we're all the lads are at this end. Big old place. So we're all back for 12 and so we're up on our on the floor and all the lads are at the bottom, the ones who had a smoke, were smoking. We're all having a fag and a couple of them still having a drink. We're all in the altar. Big crowd of us, 10, 12 of us. So we've gone and joined them, me, Carl and King. So we're all having a bit of a laugh. Next thing, 
see this big figure, yeah, with a fucking ta- towel wrapped around it, <laughs> walking from 100 metres. He looks about that big. Eventually, he got fucking near as the size of him. Big donut round him. Had a big towel round him. Come on, you lot. And he's had a drink big as well. Donut. Right? Big donut. He says, uh, he comes right to the group and he goes, come on, I've told you, lot, bed. Anyway, he does it again to me, doesn't he? Slaps me on the back of the neck. <laughs> Fuck it. But I'm not ready for it. <laughs> I've gone... Park it. I've gone flying. I've head butted the wall. Right? I fell over the sausage fingers. <laughs> I fell over, I'm not ready for it, I'm expecting, and I fell over, I've butted the wall. So I get up, and I've got the, I've just bought this brand new Armani shirt. <laughs> so I says, I start unbooting it, I says, yeah, I can give fucking hold this. <laughs> so I've got to, I've said to Ron, you fucking donut, what are you doing? <laughs> to the man, this is to the manager, can you imagine? So anyway, there's a scuffle, isn't there? He's got his towel around him, there's a scuffle, and I can hear the lads, go on, Shez, go on, Shez. <laughs> So I'm thinking, if he gets a grip of me, he'll rip me head off. <laughs> so he's got a towel on. Yeah. And you've got your bare chest. I've shut my arm on his shirt off. Hold that. All the lads are just in the background now with a fag. So anyway, uh, bit of a scuffle. So it breaks up. The, the lads, come on, come on, bed. Anyway, so he splits us all up. He goes to he's like, right, get in your rooms. We'll sort this out in the morning. So he goes back to his room. We've all gone to, uh, fuck, I'll never forget, the lad I was sharing with, Brian Mooney, Irish kid from uh, Dublin. He was on trial, wasn't he? I bet he thought, fucking hell. (laughs) He was rooming with me. Anyway, so we've gone in, we're training in the morning. So get up for training and think, fucking hell, what's going on there last night? You got the fear straight away when you Message comes down. She says, you've got to stay in your room. Everyone else has gone training, I had to stay in my room. And you know when you think, oh, fucking hell. So... I'm in my room, fucking the there all day training. Apparently they've had a meeting at the uh, at the training ground uh, where the training. Oh, the lads runs. I'm going to send that little shit home. Says he's out of order. So all the lads, a couple of lads, have stuck up for me on the corner. You can't do that. You know this, that, and the other. And he's part of the team, and you know. Anyway, Ron says right. Apparently he says, and we'll fucking saw it when we get back. So I'm in the room. <laughs> And you know when you just feel guilty. I've had to go down. He hadn't said a word to me. I've had to... He's getting down for uh, tea. I'm sat in the corner on my own thinking, fucking hell, what's going on here? We've all eaten and all this. He shouts, uh, I want to see you at nine o'clock upstairs. I want to have a word with you. I'm thinking, oh, fuck me, he's getting rid of me, isn't he? So anyway, we go... I go up, have a chat with him. And then in his room, he's sat... Where Brownie is there, I'm here, and he's talking to me. He goes, you're out of order last night. I says, fucking, I'm out of order. I stood up for myself. <laughs> I went, I'm fucking out of order. I said, you've slapped me on the back of my fucking neck twice. <laughs> I, said, the wall. I said, look at your sausage. I've even said to him, look at your fucking sausage fingers, eh? <laughs> and he goes, you're lucky if I would have got a grip of you. He says, I would have ripped your head off. I says, well, we don't know, do we? <laughs> so anyway, he starts talking, and this is where he is brilliant. He says, I've had a word with the lads anyway. I've had a word with the lads. He says, I wanted to fucking send you home. He says, uh, we've had a meeting, and I'm going to give you a chance. I says, well, thanks. I says, I'm, I says, I apologise. I shouldn't to the manager. As you do, you snout a bit of creeping and all that. <laughs> he said, we had a meeting all the players and they, they wanted to keep you. keep you. And then his next words, he goes, he says, but you are the cheeky bastards. Wanted to send you home. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says to me. You know, like, make me Just feel good. Like, <laughs> he says, two of the cheeky bastards. Wanted to send you home. Just leave you with that. Yeah. Not land one on him or... You remember? No, no, I was just like, you know, like, Bobbing I was just flying away. I thought, fucking hell. If he gets hold of me, I've got to keep my distance. If he got hold of me. <laughs> no, just, no, no the, funny, the funniest part of that is the lads, go on, Shez, in the back. And <laughs> <laughs> I'll have <him> a fag. <laughs> so, well, well, Ron not bother uh, some of the team who just at the end of the corridor in a fag? Were you not bothered about that? No, no, no. We were all right. But, I mean, when I was in my room, no, after it all broke down, we all went to the room. I missed a bit out there. I'd come out of the room ten minutes later when I'm in the room. And I'm like, Kingy tells a story, great Phil King. You could hear me coming down the corridor, you know, like the corridor. And Kingy's like, everyone's looking through the crack of the door, you know, opening the door, like, and I'm going, where are you? Where are you? You know, looking for him. <laughs> you see, you went back for him? Walking down the corridor, I wouldn't say I was looking for him, I was just trying to be... <laughs> it, was all, it was all drinking, it was, listen... Probably get sacked today, wouldn't it? But that was his understanding, and I felt he was like a lot to blame as well. So, but that's uh, I had a great, I did have a great relationship with him. <laughs> was it sound after? 
You know, like yeah. we just got back Again, just as if, as if we hit the ground. The, the season we had was unbelievable. We got promoted. We won the cup. Brilliant, brilliant atmosphere with him. And he was like, he never even brought it up. Well, he'd bring it up, jokingly. Yeah. Uh, every now and then. I think yeah, I think when you're in around a few of the lads, they bring it up more. And, uh, yeah, yeah. When, we, when Shez was going to knock fuck out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd bite back and... Did he ever slap you again? No, no. No. Put the sausage I didn't get away. close enough to him. Was he still wearing his budgie smugglers then, by the way? Probably was, I. Have you seen the video of him ordering uh, four tequila sunrises? No. Oh, that's brilliant. I'll show you after. Oh, he's, 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 I, I thought he was a top, top bloke. He's brilliant. He's so knowledgeable of football. He's unbelievable yeah. what knowledge of football is like. I would have loved to. Unfortunately, I didn't play for him for a long time. He, he went to Villa, didn't he? Mm. That year we got promoted and won the cup. He, he went, sorry. He went to uh, Aston Villa, so I would was gutted because. Do you know if he would ever come in for you? Would he ever sign you again? Uh, Nah, I think at that time I, I was settled. That probably would have stayed at Sheffield. We were a good team at Sheffield at the time, so I probably wouldn't have gone. But I would have only for his sake would have played. I mean, again, he went to Villa. They had some good players there as well, didn't they? So, did you go on with Carlton? Yeah, yeah, got on great with Carlton because I think we just had a kind of player he was and I was. I think we just had a bit of a relationship. And um, do you think you were underrated? I do. Yeah, definitely so. Yeah, because I mean, obviously, people have said that about the caps that he got like the worst player to play for England and all that shit no I've never God I've seen worse players in Carlton for England no I, I loved playing with him to be fair he, did he do he all your running yeah he brought a part to me and I, I give him what he could do what I couldn't do and I could do what he couldn't do and I think it was just a, for the years we were together and played we always uh, we always done well with him with each other was he well self-proclaimed entertainment officer Sort of nights out and stuff. And no, he's he's again. He's a funny. He can he's a drinker and uh, we had some, we had a brilliant one of the th best things about us. We had a brilliant dressing room, brilliant lads. When we went out, we all went out in Sheffield. Would you in Sheffield or mainly in Sheffield? Yeah, there was a pub at the top of the road. We was going there Thursday. We'd have about seven or eight pints there on a Thursday, yeah. and you'd have supporters in there. And like, you know, we were talking and like, I mean, it never ever happened today, would it? No. And like, understand? We were just having a laugh and crap together. Probably a wrong time to do, but Thursday. You mentioned Usti then, and I know you've said before the the best you've played with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I didn't see many, but I mean, obviously, if you're going on the career they've had and achievements and trophies they've won, but me as a player, I think he had everything as a striker. Everything. I always say he was, he was in my eyes he was better than Shearer. Yeah. But obviously, that's a big thing to say. But as a player, left foot, right foot, quick. I did all. If, if he would have kept fit. Um, kept himself fit and looked after himself. He was a top top player, isn't he? Top player. Well, there were a manual coming in from it. Yeah, no, they bid three and a half million. Yeah. Um, at the time, we were again, we were doing well. I mean, we were getting to cup finals and we were competing near the top of the table. I think they bid three and a half million for him. I think that was after. I think Shearer probably. I think they were going for Shearer, but no, worst. He always he always done well against Man United. Always give him a hard time. Scored a few goals. Uh, and I think they bid three and a half million. I think Trevor, uh, Trevor Francis refused the deal. I think Kirsty was fuming over it, but I'm sure he sorted his little wages out at Chef Wednesday once yeah, they've come yeah. in for you. I think he's there. Uh, but no, Hursty was doing well. Uh, just had a lot of injuries, Hursty. Again, oh. but he didn't, he'll even tell himself he didn't, lifestyle he lived didn't help his, uh, help him. So he was that good and he was still out on the lash all the time? Uh, no, I think he liked to sing and he liked to drink. But he was a good when he was fit. When he was fit, he was out there performing. He was, uh, I think, but back in them days, every I think a lot of people went out drinking, weren't they? Yeah. I mean, a lot of a few of the lads were smoking in them days in our team anyway, and I know a few other lads who in other teams were smoking. But I think when you say he was out on the last all the time, I think a lot of players did go out. When you had a night out, you went out, and then when you had to play, you played, didn't you? And and, that, and that, that's just the way it was. In yeah. I suppose there's always just a difference in there between the lads who can do it. Yeah, can turn into training and drink and play, and those that can't, and it's I suppose understanding you, yourself whether you can do it or not. Yeah, yeah, you got yeah you got to be able to. I mean, God, there's a few Mondays I've had off in my career. God, um, <laughs> well, you want to move but on that, that's wrong. That's not the right attitude. But that's wrong. But when I was in training and when I played, I really do feel as though like uh, I was hundred percent. I wanted to do everything the best I could. But you know, there's <laughs> there is things throughout 
players' careers in them. That you know, you do you do do wrong, and it's not right. Because I mean, you're looking at today, it wouldn't it wouldn't just go on today. That's why. Played well, I do can get away with it the next day, but I've also played well, I do physically can't train. Like yeah, Cootsy, Paul Coots, if he went out the night, but you could not train. Could you could not just train. you just looked at him and you were out last night. Yeah. Stinking, just eyes, and he just couldn't run. He'd honestly be sick. Yeah, I think a few Didn't lads will tell you on, that, on, a, on a Monday. I think a few lads will tell you on a Monday sometimes. Yeah, were you never phoning and say, I'm ill or me? I fucking, I mean, no, traffic. usually I'd try and take you know, I wouldn't be driving because I'd be getting a lift, so um, usually I'd go in. What, what? a few times I've been, I've come in on a Monday, you know, Bombay potatoes, having a few Irish. <laughs> Uh, coffees and whatever <laughs> stinking the lads will tell you the ex- lads at Wednesday and that but no but very rarely when I come in I, I trained and like I was one of them I used to want to do everything right as well and win all the time and you know if you're having your little games on a Monday which a lot of time you did after a good result Saturday still wanted to do them things right but you've got good pros around you and if, if, when you're going in as well there's, there's probably Six, seven, eight, nine, ten of them who've been out on the Sunday. So <laughs> strength in numbers. It was, yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't on my own, you know what I mean? <laughs> what, what about when you were a manager then and you got the old phone call, you, you'd like, say I'm in your team. Yeah. And you know, I, I like a yeah a couple of pints and I, and you get a, the physio comes in, park his phone up, he's got the shits. Are you like, for fuck's sake? Yeah. And are, you, are you thinking he's he's got the shits or? Not on a, if it's happening on a, Common, you know, if it's every Monday or whatever, whatever. It all depends, but if you scored the winner Saturday, you could have Monday, Tuesday. Off. <laughs> Would you rather people be honest with you? Pardon? You know, if someone said, oh, all day long, I, yeah. fucking, I had yeah. 15 pints yesterday. Yeah, yeah. There was Would a time like... uh, manager when, uh, who was it? Greg, Sean Gregan. He was my best player. One of the best players I've probably managed, if not the best for the level I was at. Top, top player. But I knew Greg was having a bevy, do you know what I mean? And sometimes I'd wish Greg's would have just said, Gaffer, can I have Monday off? And I'd say I'd probably say yeah, because he was my best player every Saturday. Do you know mm, what I mean? Yeah. He was part of us when we would we we should have got promoted that year when he was captain. So sometimes you just uh, that's again me a bit old school in it. I think players I've played under a manager new sometimes. I think Billy Bremner more than probably the worst time I had was the best season I had when I was at Leeds. I was having a bit of a tricky time at home. I was playing out my skin uh, for Leeds. I was playing unbelievable. Probably the best season I've ever had, but. I weren't living right, you know, off the pitch. I was mm. drinking too much. And I think Billy knew that, but because I was playing all right, I think Billy just let me get by with it. It makes sense, um, that really does it. It's mad, isn't it? Really, how, how that... He just let me carry on, but I knew deep down it's uh, I shouldn't be doing what I was doing, but because I was I was performing, I think he just let me get away with it. It's mm. when you're not then, isn't it? That's when the problems oh, of course, start. all day, yeah. You know, when you're, yeah. you're not performing and you know mm. you're still out all the time. Yeah. Mm. So how was when... it going from... Atkinson to Francis. Different characters. I mean, I played with Trevor for a year, top, top player. God, he was, I think, I'm not sure how old he was, but top professional. He's been a top, top player over the years, been around, and he? So just totally character-wise, totally opposite to me. Trevor was very quiet and reserved, and uh, Ron would like an argument with you and a bit of confrontation. I don't think Trevor was like that. But I'd like, if I was going to say, or a manager, I'd like a manager to be a little bit stronger. Firmer. Yeah. With every, with all players, not just you know what I mean. I mean Furman as a as a manager. But I'm talking then. He got us to two cup finals. He had a bit of money to spend. He had a good, like I say, he had a good group of players. What Ron had left him, and he had one or two players. But um, no, personality wise, he's he, I found him very quiet, Trevor. Um, someone who tried to avoid confrontation if he could do that. I, I don't think he, he went a shouting and a baller. Um, and that's just the way he works. We, he had enough of them in the team anyway, so he didn't really have to do it. It's a shame because we got to the cup finals. We should have we should have won probably more than what we did with the with the team and the squad we had. Was it league cup final? Highlight for for you personally? Oh yeah, under Ron, yeah, league cup final, yeah. Um, obviously scoring, but it was just about the, the team in the, uh, the rumbleos then. Rumbleos, yeah. yeah. Fucking called everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who presents. Kingy takes the piss out of who presented. I think it was just a bird who was shopping in there one day. She fucking <laughs> won a prize and she presented the trophy to us. <laughs> <laughs> Kingy says I was expecting to meet the Queen as the one Princess Di at the, or whenever at the time, and uh, we get a bird who was shopping in fucking rumbleos. <laughs> <laughs> Got a new watch out. <laughs> How were Ron's uh, prep for cup final? Uh, yeah, good. A lot of a lot of it was uh, well, we were playing Man United, so again, 
Co- he never coached really. And early never... night, night before. No, no, he let us have a few drinks, relax again. That's it. That's just him. Let you suck the girls out, your wives, your girlfriends. Had a little bit of uh, a drink and something to eat together. Just relaxed. Stan Boardman, he got on the bus the day before. That was a that was a good move from him. Um, it work. Definitely work. Yeah. Comedian well, we were just sat there pre-match about half eight in the morning. We're just sat there and we're all eating, not having a clue the day of the game. And this fucking scruffy fellow walked in with a shell suit on fucking <laughs> Stan Bourne. <laughs> uh, we all realised, oh, it's Stan Bourne, but he had a shell suit on, you know, like typical. But he was absolutely brilliant. He just took over, didn't he? From, from the morning on the bus to the game. Uh just took over telling jokes and everyone... Stood at the front of the bus? Stood at the front of the bus. Did he have any connection with Wednesday at all? Like obviously, Scouts... No, was, you... I think he wanted us to win anyway because he was obviously a Liverpool fan yeah, and yeah. obviously playing Man United. But um, no, he just made a runs, didn't he? Just come yeah. in and started taking the piss out of everyone and it was brilliant. Just distracted you from everything else. Uh, Carlton weren't playing that game, were he? Carlton, oh, no, he, he, Carlton will have been drinking. He was <laughs> steaming. He was drinking the, day, the morning of the game. I know he was steaming, Carlton. <laughs> all weekend. <laughs> But he was a massive part of the team because he got sent off, obviously, missing the final. We were all gutted for him, so uh, it's a shame he missed the game, but the result was was happened. And, uh, Cause I, th- I think I remember reading something about Ron saying to Carlton that, I need you before this cup final. There's no use your head being down. You need to you need to keep spirits up as well. No, so it sounds like he did keep the spirits up. Yeah. Fucking drank most of them. <laughs> no, he, he was bubbly. I mean, he, he obviously must have been gutted not playing in the game, but yeah. he was he was absolutely brilliant. He was there as if he was playing in the game. He's genie lads up. Like I say, pissed out of his head, and then he carried <laughs> and then he carried on drinking the night. I mean, we had a brilliant after the game. It was like unbelievable night again. Ron, this is him arranged a party. Obviously, it's always better if you win in it, but the party was. Magnificent. You know, your friends, family, your girlfriends. Sheridan's wife. out in form. Yeah, we in were falls. all there with... Uh, oh, my mum and dad, they were in there. They were all the rough, the rough lot, weren't they? Oh, your many. brother's down? Yeah, they all come to the game. Well, all my mate, the old Man United fans are my mates, aren't they? And all my brothers, but my family were there. I didn't get them posh seats or anything. They wanted to be with the Wednesday with the rebels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Remember <laughs> me, mum stood on the... I was walking around celebrating my mum at the top of the fence after the game. Well, your mum's on top of the fence. Yeah, celebrating, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With her Wrangler jeans on and a cig in her hand. And it was a good memory, that, to be fair. Yeah. That was brilliant, that. Who was it that had the brandy in the, in the dressing room? Was that Big Ron? Ron yeah, yeah. If you Every were, game? Every game, yeah. Just right next to the door. Glad you didn't play, John. What, for the lads? <laughs> yeah, just have a brandy if you have want a brandy nip. before you go out. What was the thought process behind that? I haven't a clue. Warm you up or what? Or? I don't know. I just, I don't know. Well, no, I'm not a lover of brandy, anyway. <laughs> so what happened when it come to leaving Wednesday after after so long, so uh, many years? Yeah, so, well, I, w- I was getting a lot of knee injuries, uh, problems with my knee at the time, and I was out for three months, then I'd come back. I, I was never right, never right with my knee. Uh, and then um, after Trevor, David Pleat coming. So when he come into Wednesday, I thought, yeah, good point. Again, someone who talks, knowledgeable, very knowledgeable. Had a good career management, but pff, it was a disaster for me when he came in. Probably one manager, and like I say, I've been when I've obviously gone into management and even talking about players. It's something you've experienced. You're not always doing the right thing, so sometimes be careful. But I thought once he come in, I thought he got rid of too many players at the wrong too early in his tenure. Come straight, and he got rid of myself, Brighty, Ersty. Uh, I think Carlton had just left. Um, what was this? What was the reason for that? You think? Or he was again. He's someone who was like, put his bit of a yes man. You right. know what I mean? He wanted players to just nod their heads, and this is my personal opinion. Just agree with him all the time. And if you had a bit of a, if you stood up for yourself in in any way, don't like it. I just didn't. He didn't. He didn't. I don't think he could deal with that or appreciated it in any way. And I just think he liked again, and and, and he just signed players who were just, in my eyes, anyway, who were just. Not yes, men. They're still good players, but just wouldn't wouldn't come back at him in in any way if they had a if they had something to think about or to say. That I think it was just again. So you got, you got rid of the sort of the stronger characters. Stronger characters, yeah. Stronger characters. Make where it easier been, for him. Make life easier for him. Yeah, he just he didn't like any confrontation. Again, he was another one. He didn't like that. Which is nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. And he had his his own way about going things. 
And it was it was disappointed in the way I personally the way I left. I come back, he put me in the team. He did, he wasn't picking me. Uh, and then he put me back in the team. We were fighting relegation, and again, this is summit with probably six, seven games to go in the season. He's put me back in the team anyway. We won four on the spin. Puts me back in the team. We win four on the spin. Playing Man City away, big game for me, Manchester City. Sat at the end of the table. I didn't said anything to me, and he just named the team and he says, "I'm going to make a change today. I'm going to put so and so man marking King Cladsey when he played for him, and I'm going to leave you out, Sheridan." I was fucking fuming. I just wanted to. Only Chris was sat next to me, Waddler. I was fucking fuming. I was just going to jump up and rip in. It was like pre match pre-talk, so I didn't. I didn't do it. I thought I've just played four games there. You've won four out of four because we're safe now. Mm. Yeah, three games to go. Uh, and I was, I was, I was fucking fuming. And only Chris was there. And he just got a grip of me. He says, "Don't do out." So I went in to see him. I said, "What's going on?" So anyway, my contract was. I still had a contract. I was still under contract. The following season, it was doing and throwing and pissing about. And I weren't happy with it. I didn't. I didn't like him. Didn't dislike him as a fella, but I just didn't like the way he was. Bit sly, I like a manager to tell me mm. things to my face. So then, and that's when I weren't really figuring the team, playing in reserves, and Bolton come in for me that year. Colin I went to Todd. Bolton. Yeah, I went on loan to Bolton. Bolton were doing really well in the uh, championship. Enjoy it. I loved it at Bolton. Brilliant. Again, dressing room was one of the best dressing rooms I've been in. They had some characters in Who there. Who've you got there? Joe Fair, Taggart. Clough, Taggart, Sellers, McGinley. Few. Alan Thompson was flying at the time. No, brilliant, honestly brilliant. And they were flying, they were top of the league and I went in there for a month and they called me, he called me back um, <laughs> after my month and uh, I wanted to stay. And uh, I think they put a bit of uh, 200 grand or something. I was, I was 30 odd, 35 at the time. Uh, 30, 200 grand and David Pleat wanted 300. He says, I can't let you go for 200. So I was just walking with him into training one day and I've just said quietly to him, I says... You better fucking let me go to Bolton because if I don't, I says it's going to be a fucking nightmare every day training here. <laughs> and to be fair to him, he just went, "Oh, John, you better go home and sit next to your phone." Then <laughs> I mean, it was no money or anything. It was just so I ended up going Bolton then, and I loved it. Yeah. See, uh, you've got to make your moves happen, lads. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're a bit, we're a big uh, money move, but I just thought out respects after I'd been for for so long, you know, at Chef Wednesday and. And I didn't fit. I didn't have a chance to say tonight to the supporters or anything. That hurt a bit. That you know yeah, after, yeah. after being there for yeah, so yeah. long. And... Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I just thought with Bolton, I really liked it. They offered me a deal, um, and I thought it was a, a good place to be, Bolton, because they were actually moving into the new stadium if they got promoted, which they were, because they were flying top of the league. I think they got hundred points or something, hundred goals. Yeah. yeah. And I just liked all the players they had there, and I thought it was it was a good fit for me. So. But again, I was in. I was in and out of the team. I mean, they had a, they had a good sell team. I was going there as a, more of a squad, really, with me experience. I think they used me experience more than anything else. And were you happy with that? Because obviously, you say your knees half knackered. Yeah, and I knew my time had gone on Wednesday. I wouldn't join it anyway, playing there anymore. All the lads and who I played with and um, had left, so I went to. Uh, I didn't. I, I didn't play a lot at Bolton, but uh, again, with me knee, I was out probably for six months. And then they got promoted to the Premiership. I probably played I mean, 15 games in the Premiership, the last 15 games or something like that, where we just missed out again on last game of the season. We had some characters in that dressing room. I never forget Christmas dude, uh, Scott Green, has come in. Do you know Scott Green? Do you have a couple of teeth missing up yeah, front? Yeah, anyway, a couple of things here. Anyway, we've gone on. I've signed for him on the day. We've gone out. We've gone out on our Christmas do, and I've got my medical the next day. So I've gone out on a Christmas do. Can you imagine we're out all day and night? I'll never forget him, uh, Greeny. We've gone in this place anyway. It's not a nice story, but it's a funny story. <laughs> so we're walking to probably Yatesy somewhere in Bolton and uh, we're walking down. Anyway, Greeny's added a few drinks. So anyway, he's threw up, hasn't he? He's threw up on the side. We thought, God, Brian, what are you doing? Anyway, we get to 100 yards, 200 yards where the pub is. We're in the pub. Anyway, Greeny, next thing, smiles at you. He's just, false teeth have only fell out in where he's been sick. <laughs> uh, so he's had to run back. <laughs> his teeth. Uh, he didn't even realise. <laughs> so he's rooting through you know, the sick for his, his fruit. He's had to go back, get him out of the sick. Not a nice story, isn't it? 
<laughs> him and John McGinley used to be at each other non-stop I never he's bought a brand new pair of Nike Air trainers I don't know how much they cost or whatever in that day and in the old dressing room we used to sit and we all like John used to do we'd have cakes and do they do things with the cakes and things you know like ugh Putting like the cocks in them and that. Oh, well, you said that. I didn't say. <laughs> but, you know, like, just you no know, little things in, like, yeah. we're all messing about John McGinley and all that. And it's so funny, funny characters. So he's come in, Greeny, with his brand-new pair of Nike... Uh, Air Air Nike Air, yeah, whatever they are, whichever they cost, I don't know. But in the old changing room, Matt, bolting, it was a wooden floor and everything. So <laughs> we've come in anyway. Greeny's gone out training. He's only got his trainers where he sits, yeah, and nailed him to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> He's nailed him to the floor. So we've all come in training after the game. We're all waiting for fucking Greeny just to pick his trainers up to fucking... <laughs> hey, all, the old dressing room was waiting anyway. He's getting showered. He goes to pick his fucking trainers up. They wouldn't move, would they? <laughs> fucking John's nailed him to the floor. Fuming. Oh, fucking comical. Fuming. No. Oh, 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 you went off his head, eh? <laughs> Did you know him as well? He had an idea it was John, but, you know, he didn't know. He didn't know and he didn't, if you know what I mean. <laughs> when when you're saying you, your knees, obviously, you were struggling with them, were you thinking, I might be coming to the end here? Yeah, I packed in. Yeah, after um, Bolton, I, I went for a short little spell with Ian Snodding, got the Doncaster job. He asked me, would I come and play? It's funny, we played it. In the first game of the season, we played Doncaster. We played Hayes. Doncaster were conference then. We played A's. Snod was trying to get a team together and obviously a few names and that. Anyway, we played. There was me playing, Neville Southall, Steve Nickel, <laughs> Snod, Tommy was playing. It was like, uh, you know, like, God did. And we got battered 3 <laughs> <laughs> 0. We put, we put, uh, we kicked off and we were like, Brazil, honestly. Snod, if you ever see Ian Snod, him kicked off. We're like, Brazil, fucking. Anyway, 3 0, we got absolute battered. <laughs> well, and we all looked. Fucking, I don't think this fucking conference we can have playing here. So I went there and played for a bit, and then I, I packed in. And um, Andy Ritchie was manager of Oldham. Oldham. I had a really good relationship with Andy. I played with him at top lad, top lad. Looked after me when I was a young lad at Leeds. Andy. Um, he asked me, did I want to come and play for Oldham? So I went there. And what league was, were they in? League one. So you retired, and then how long were you at Oldham? I ended up playing 150 games. <laughs> Six years. Six years. Mm. After retiring, I weren't training with Minnie. I was just playing, um, and I went there. I loved it, Alden. We had some really good young players in the team. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I had a good... Uh, and he stayed in the League One for... He'd done a good job, Andy. Signed a good few players. We were top of the league. Signed our kid, uh, Stu Bauer, one or two other players. We got to the. We were fighting for the playoffs at one stage. So you retired, round, didn't it? You retired, and you done hundred and fifty games. Yeah, I, I didn't because I mean, I didn't play. I only trained. I could get through. I probably done the pre-season, and then. But every time I played, my knee would like flare up. But I wouldn't train. Andy was good like that. He was, and I was. I was playing all right. I was doing well. I went. But we had some good energetic. We had a very good you had the young right energetic team around team. you. Yeah, yeah, really good young. Some good young players. I'd That's get me. I'd though. get my knee washed out twice a year. And then eventually Andy got the sat, which very unfairly got the sat. Uh, I took over just for a couple of games. And then Ian come in. He, oh, no, who come in? Fucking Brian Talbot. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> you look like just on a flashback. Fucking Brian Talbot. Fucking hell. <laughs> well, Brian he, was not good, he was a good player as well. You know, when he grew up, yeah. watching Ipswich and Arsenal. And then I got him a manager. Fucking weird fella he was. <laughs> Weird fella. In what way, like? It's fucking weird. Would <laughs> uh, he let you carry on with you not really training and playing, or did he want you no, to? No, I, I, imagine... I went to more coaching side then. Um, right. You know something, I'm not sure if he come in before Ian Dowie or after Ian Dowie, I'm trying to think now. Yeah, he come after Ian Dowie, because I was on the coaching side when uh, Brian Talbot come in. I was playing with Ian Dowie. I mean, Ian Dowie come in and I played again with me knee, and Ian, he was into his fitness, Ian. Yeah. 
which good good coach as well, brilliant coach. So you were able to sit down like before because you'd have been like what thirty nine, thirty eight, thirty nine, yeah. To sit sit down with him and say, listen, I'm just turning out for games and I'm, I'm with not Ian. training. Yeah, yeah, he was understanding Ian that way, and he knew. But he, I played a few games. But he done well because he went. They got in the playoffs the year he was in. But they were fit as anything, you know. Swimming at seven in the morning and fucking Oof, swimming after games as well. What went swimming after games? I mean, it, it was brilliant for a season. He had John Arbin, who's worked for me, John, um, fitness coach, Australian, hard as nails. They had him with him, um, and it was really successful, you know, for a year. They were, were very unlucky not to go up. Were you swimming like? Leisure centre, ship canal down the ship canal, <laughs> just the ship canal. <laughs> no, he, he booked um, straight after the game. They'd go swimming. See, I'm furious with that. Can you kit it locker? I think it can work. For bring, itself, bring your towel. But, but for that season, it was brilliant. They were swimming at seven, going swimming at seven in the morning, and things. Oh my! <sighs> and he was fucking fit as anything. What if you? What if you've got a traveller who's like yeah. got an hour and a half? Is he setting off at five to go get to training for swimming? Can you imagine packing all your gear for match like? Like you, uh, you bits of kit, boot bags, yeah. trunks. That's the speedos. way he was. So Ian, Ian done that, and he was successful. They were unlucky not to go up, um, and I understood that. I understood that. So, and Ian was good because he used me in different ways. I, I started doing a bit with the youth team, you know, managing the youth team and coaching the youth team, which I appreciate what Ian was trying to do. Put me on that side of it, but I still, what I was like that, I still thought, fucking, I should be playing. But I enjoyed the, the coaching and learning to coach and youth, and I loved that little bit. And that's when Ian got me that side. Ian left, I took over and they brought Brian Talbot in. I took home part-time, brought Brian Talbot in. I was assistant. There's no way I could work with him. Fucking no chance. How long did he last? Not very long. Strange character. Is that when you, when he left, was that when you stepped that's in? That's when I got the job, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. How did you find it? Stepping I always got, uh, I don't know, because I always got on with the players, you know what I mean? It's easy when you're not managing and you know, like you're an assistant and a coach. You can laugh and still laugh and joke with them, can't you? I've but always liked that. I've always liked a bit of a laugh and a joke and that. Getting on with players, take the piss out of each other. I've always liked that side of it. But then, and I think they've respected me anyway because I, I played. I think sometimes that's what they do, don't they? They respect you a bit. Um, we speak about about Pierce going from player to manager, just losing all respect, not getting control of the changing room. Who's that? Stuart Pierce. You know, we've heard stories about Man City, the lads, oh, that we, right. just, lads we've had on here. Yeah. Did you make a conscious decision think, to change and put a marker down to say, right now, I'm the I'm manager. Not, I'm a manager now. No, because I think they still called me Shez as well. Some of them. They said to me, what do you want me to call you? I said, call me Shez if you want to call me Shez. Which is probably wrong, I think, when you manage, anyone else has told me, to, no, you're the manager, you're the boss. Or No, I think it just happened so quickly, Brownie. I just thought, just be you, just be yourself. Um, and we had some good players again. We had good players. We had a half decent dressing him. So I just stepped into it. And then, but then you make decisions. You have to make the decisions. You've, you've played, haven't you? So if he's not playing, he's going to be unhappy. He's going to have to come in and tell me. And I'm always someone who invites, or as a manager, I invite him. If you're not playing, come in and see me. I'll try and tell you the best way I can. You might not agree with it, but I'm not someone. I've never, and it's one of my pet eights. I'm not a. I don't even like my coaches who work for me. I would never like if you were shit, Parky, on Saturday. I'm going to tell you you're shit. I'm not going to walk in and tell Brownie, my coach, did you see Parky on Saturday? It's terrible, wasn't he? You know, in our office. I'd rather tell you so you mm. know. And that's just the way I am. And so, no, I just find some coaches a bit sly or... Mm, and it's, not, it's just not my cup of tea. I still can't believe you finish a game and then you've got to get a shower and then you've got to nip to the local fucking swimming baths. When I'd do the youth team, I'd manage the youth team and then I'd go and play for the first team. So, you know, it, but it was always giving me, I was getting, I was pleased that I was getting both sides of mm. it. But no, and then I just, luckily I stepped into the management and like I say, the players, we had some good players. How long into your man management career would you say that you, you know, you talked about different coaches how long indeed did you feel like you'd got you could put a team together that you you trusted like and you had a core team? Because you must have to learn how to put a team together as well. Yeah, yeah. it's not you're not just think all right, I'll, I'll buy him, I'll, I'll get him, I'll get him, I'll get him, and the, the good players that'll be a good team. Well, you must have to half learn. Well, when I went when I got my first job as a, as Ronnie got sacked and then I took over, he'd signed Richie Wellings, he had Chris Porter. And one or two other young players, Neil Eardley come in, just got in the team. Chris Taylor just got in the team. I signed one or two players. Were you uh, flexible and, with your formations? Andy Little. You know, when you no, first in them started? days, 4-4-2, I'd play. 
And was, think, was that right the way through? Would you still do that if you got a job tomorrow? If I had the personnel, yeah. If I had the personnel. Uh, but 442, yeah. 442. 442. It worked for enough years, like, didn't it? You know what I mean? I <laughs> Have you had any uh, many players wanting to force a move, kicking balls, saying I I, I want to go? Do you know, like when you said to uh, Trevor, "Look, you better fucking sell me." Because uh, uh, they don't they don't really move for it. If they want to move, if they don't want to play for you, just it was never money really for us though, was it? I remember Rich, obviously Richie wanted to move after uh, Richie Wellings. I wanted to keep him, but he wanted to move. But we're having the case of having an argument. He's just a, he's going to get more money, isn't he? So he do you appreciate as a manager then? Obviously, playing, we, we, you, you can you can understand that they're going to half down tools because they've got a chance of doubling the money. Of course, it all day long. I always say to a player, try and achieve or try and achieve and be greedy, but in the right way, isn't it? You've all got families and what have you, and, and, and sometimes money does speak, doesn't it? What's frustrating as a manager though? Sure, if you've got your, one oh, of your best no, players. Yeah. Well, Richie, I, I just couldn't. I wanted to keep him badly, and I couldn't. I just couldn't. I think Doncaster were offering, listen, not fortunes, but I think Richie wanted to stay, but we just couldn't give him what he wanted. Mm. You know, and, and there's other players in, who've, who've been like that. Craig Davis is another, I was desperate to keep him, but he was getting miles more money. So, you know, it's happened, and that's happened a few times, but that means they're doing well, isn't it? Or, so, no, nah, it's just, you're up and down. It's a yo-yo, innit? If you can just get to a level par and, and listen, you sign players who aren't, who don't do well. You have you've already got players who do well, and it's just it just goes around in in a big circle. You win games, you lose games. It's just you're up and down. It's your players. All it is your players. It's so much about you. I mean, I look at players just who uh, players managers better than me. Chris Hewitt, who I see just going up, like I said earlier, for it, you know, they just go in, don't they? For some reason, it just don't go for him, does it? And he's a top top manager, Chris. Mm. Everywhere he's been, he's done. But but then people have got an opinion of him. He don't know what he's doing because mm. he's at Forest. They don't win a game. You know, I just, and there's a couple in there, but. Mm. The same way as like you get, there seems to be a conveyor of managers that do really well and then drop off face it off. Like you, you Phil Browns and you. Dowie. 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 You Owen Coyle, you know, that gets at Premier League and yeah. being touted for, yeah. for big jobs. And yeah. then all of a sudden. They probably get another two jobs, don't they? Yeah. And then just disappear. And then it that doesn't, doesn't work. I think out. the game is changing now, though, isn't it? I think it, it is. It's it's changing, isn't it? Laptops and media, and you got to be a whiz kid, aren't you? Mm. You know, we used to do a warm up for forty minutes and then go out and first fucking five touches, he kicks it out of fucking play. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, and I've turned around and I'm saying, what the fuck did you do in that warm up? <laughs> 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 it is, isn't it? I mean, people take like there's too many jobs at a football, especially the higher you go. There's too many people with jobs who need to get their little bit of the job done. The strength and conditioning coach, the all that warm up, pre warm up coach, then you've got your warm up and. But time you start training, you've done fucking hours and fifteen you minutes. Watch, you you know what they do now, don't you? They watch a video of who they play against in the dressing room before the game. Personal, you know, you get it on your iPad or whatever. So if I'm playing against you, I'm watching jump parking like that. I should know what you're good at or already, shouldn't I? Yeah, I know what your strengths and weaknesses are. Mm. So you know, See, if, if I was you... playing against you, parking, I'd just run at you all day. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd run you the other way. I won't get you physical with you. <laughs> no, do you know what I mean, though? Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, that's it. It's too much overload, I think. So if you went into a club tomorrow. And let's just say, let's just say someone in, in League One off here and you've got to get that that team together. So do you then have to get a team in of, like you said, your, your strength and conditioners? Your... No, that is part and parcel now. You have to have them. I'm being a bit sarcastic in what I'm saying. You've got, you've got to have them in and around you now. Yeah, they're, they're just part and parcel. But do you have your your team that you take with you, or is that... I mean, assistant manager, strength yeah. yeah, you're assistant manager, but usually the club would have them. I mean, it's not the lad who's doing the uh, analysis's fault that we're losing, is it? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just doing his job, isn't he? And is really, that provided by the club, or is that... Yeah, yeah, I'm just, yeah. This is just a basic yeah, question yeah. that... Yeah. Does the yeah, club some, provide Some are that? better, and some have got good names, haven't they? And some are good. Um, it's, I mean, it's just what's right and wrong, I don't know. Mm. 
If you're winning games, if you're winning games, you you, you know right. what you're doing. You're great at your job. And if you're losing games, you're not fucking Scooby-Doo, have you? <laughs> it is funny, though. It is. So, <laughs> people try and judge you. They tell you you can't do this, you can't do that. And, and that's just the way it is. So right, no wrong. If the sub's been made and somebody's man yeah. has come off, this all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? Who, who, who have I got? Yeah. And then it's like, just sort of If you're winning 1-0, yeah? Two minutes, three minutes, or five minutes, say... Then you put a sub on, you end up drawing one up. Why, why are you changing it? Yeah. Yeah. Or then the opposite. Why didn't you? Or why didn't you put a sub on? Yeah. Can wait the other way, can well, I? Why, yeah. why if you, you didn't put the subs? sub on in the equal, well, you but, should have freshened it up a bit. No matter how many, how many is in the crowd. So say there's five thousand in the crowd. There's five thousand managers in there, mm. all with their own opinion of what they'd do. But what you, they know, think you know what? Right. You know what the job's about. So. It's you know, like I say, it's very. It can be very rewarding, very very enjoyable job when you when you when things are going right. So, you ever lost your head with any fans? Oh fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, ref. Lost fucking fans, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Apart from at Scarborough, <laughs> Scarborough, no. I try and I try and hold it in as much as I can. Uh, can so. The thing is, that's it, not it, really it, your it, personality, is it? No. I just turn around and say, fuck off, going in, you know, I'm, I'm quite sarcastic in a way. I'm, I'm never abusive or anything. I'll just yeah. say something quite quick if I can, or might even get a few lost by the people who are sat next to me. But <laughs> I was out here at Chesterfield once and we're playing, we're top of the league, yeah. I'll never forget Mark Allett and Danny Whittaker. Danny Whittaker scored 14 goals from midfield this season. Mark Allett's my captain. We're top of the league. We're playing, uh, who are we playing? Talk, I think it was Torquay. I can remember the night. It's a Tuesday night. Oh, no, I'll tell you who it was. It was Oxford. Chris Wilder was manager. Oxford it was when Tufty was at. So I'm sat here and uh, Chrissy, the opposition, are in the dugout there. So watching the game and we're not playing well. So anyway, watching the game and we're not playing that well and I can hear this fucking dickhead behind the dugout. Yeah? <laughs> right? Same bloke nearly every nearly week. You know what I mean? But I catch his eye, don't I? So I'd, I'd look at him and, like, he's shouting at Mark Allett, my captain, and Danny Whittaker, who's, like, 14 goals probably that season. So I turn around and I see him shouting. And I look at him, fucking dick. So he carries on, didn't he? So I've walked over to the dugout, right, joined the game, keep shouting at them both. And I went up two steps and I went to him, why don't you just fuck off home and watch EastEnders, you <laughs> prick? Right? <laughs> And a couple of people like started applauding me like around the you know <laughs> you know Tufty's like that what's going on there? Have <laughs> <laughs> you walked past his bench? And then I walked back. <laughs> well the game's going on, yeah. But like at Chesterfield, I got we got won the league, yeah. We played uh <laughs> I got a letter off this fan. We got we won the league. We played Berry, who were going for promotion as well. But we'd all got promoted. And if we beat Berry at home, there's only two games, to, three games to go. If we beat Berry, we win the league at home. And we've already been promoted, by the way, the week before we got promoted. Right? So we're playing Berry. Anyway, and Berry were a decent team. They were going for a promotion as well. They beat us 3-2, so we didn't get the championship on that day. I got a letter on the Monday off a supporter. We've just got promoted the week before. You've let us down. Uni players have let us down. <laughs> uh, and we've still got two games to go to win <laughs> I showed it to the chairman. I said, have you seen that? What well, you and the players have let us down. Did you write back? No, fucking hell. Right he actually, so obviously you must have got a result to, to win the yeah, league. Yeah, we beat Gillingham at home, yeah. <laughs> Following week, won the league. Did you not write back? No, did he not, did not send a letter saying no, congratulations? Can you, can you honestly believe that someone would think and send yeah. that? Unwritten. <laughs> And written, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it must have just... I, I, see, I think I'd have, I'd have pissed myself. I started laughing. I showed the chairman. I thought, oh, my God, what chance have <laughs> you got? What chance have I got here? Oh, I've had a few worse than that. Don't worry about it. I've been all day. No, I'm not everyone's cup of tea, am I? But... <laughs> By the oh, way, dear. 34 caps for Ireland as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. spoke about. Yeah, Ireland, yeah. I love playing for it. I probably would have got more on it. I mean, the style of play we played and which was very successful in the players we had. Uh, and again, I, mean, I did miss a lot of trips to Ireland through injury, so I possibly would have got a few more caps, but brilliant, brilliant days. Very lucky to be involved in the team in, in around Euros 88. Two uh, World Cups. World Cup 90, 94. 
God, it was somewhere with Jack, obviously Jack Charlotte manager. Um, How was he? Brilliant. Hard as nails, again, another one, hard as nails. If you got the wrong side, I'd hate to get the wrong side of him. But hard as nails, fair. Um, but it's a bit different, you know, because you're going with your country, aren't you? So you had good, good established players, you know, Liverpool players, Arsenal well, so players. They had some players, didn't they? <sighs> Not half, Man United players. You know, your Ronnie Whelan's and your Ray Outen was a top, top player, top, top. Like, they're all great lads as well. No egos, not one of them, not an ego. It's just like a good club, really good club side, do you know what I mean? But they're all international players. Well, he went Euros 88, I didn't play. I was on the bench every game. Um, Italy, I got in, I got on the last 20 minutes in the quarterfinal. Uh, and then I played every game in um, America. But you always felt part of the group, do you know what I mean? It wouldn't matter who was playing, you just like... And the lads loved the night out, you know. Well, so what I was about to say, what were the social Jack, like? Social was brilliant. Jack, he, he knew as well, he'd let you out at the right time. The lads wouldn't take the piss either. If, but if he allowed you out, you went out. I mean, it was brilliant. He'd, he'd take you out for days out and like, you know, to the races and then we'd be on the way home after we'd been there all day on the piss. On the coach, he'd pick us up. You don't need have to sing a song to him and he'd stop at the next pub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jackie, we, we're all at the back singers. Jackie, we love you, oh, Jackie. <laughs> right, come on. <laughs> stop at the pub. Oh, as long as he weren't paying, he weren't bothered. <laughs> uh, but no, he was, listen, had, again, top, top players. A lot of them gone on to become managers. And like, When I first got in there, O'Leary and Frank Stapleton and people like that and Kevin Moore and... Top, top players and good lads. When you're a young player, you just look up to them. Did anybody ever take it too far with the social, with the island? Well, obviously, Big Paul's probably a name you'll... Um, probably Paul the McGrath. best player. Yeah, probably the best player I've played on, uh, with, Paul. And again, you know his injuries, don't you, and his knees and all that. But as a player, he's again, he's another one who didn't train much. But when he played, he was always the best player on the pitch. But like, uh, I mean, we'd turn up for games in Dublin... If it was in Dublin, we'd play there. You turn up on a Friday night and no one very rarely pulled out of the squad because you know what you, you were going <laughs> you I always say you're going on a good stag do with a load of good footballers. That's what I used to say. <laughs> I always said that. You turn on a Friday, you're out Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then you train and get ready for the game. And usually they'd win the game on the Wednesday, but there was one game, Turkey. Um, i never forget the game because it was live on BBC Two. We're playing Turkey in a, in a Euro qualifier. And in them days, Turkey weren't like... Like yeah, no. But I know a lot of lads pulled out of injury. I remember the trip, uh, the the game. We're playing them in Dublin and we turn up for the squad and it's only a small squad. Anyway, what you used to do, like I've just said, you turn up Friday. Usually Jack didn't see you till Sunday night or Monday morning. <laughs> but you report in, you know, because so, you're out. <laughs> um, so anyway, we turn up for this game, Turkey in Dublin we're playing. So we turn up anyway, we're all there and... We get there Sunday, Sunday night, Monday uh, morning when we all more or less so around the foot, yeah, on the football pitch. Anyway, there's nowhere uh, Paul's in the squad, but hasn't turned up. So has he actually reported to to start with, or has he just not turned up at all? He's in Ireland, but he hasn't reported to the hotel on the Friday, the airport hotel where we used to stay. But he's supposed to, and people know he's in Ireland, or they thought he was in Ireland. Anyway, they find out he's only gone missing, hasn't he? He's gone missing, no one can find him. But the physio, Mick Byrne, Jack's kept, and he was brilliant at this, Jack. He kept it from the press. So everyone just assumed Paul's having a rest. He's, do you know what I mean? So anyway, it, we need to find Paul where he is. Jack's got to find him as quick as he can. Anyway, they find out he's gone into Dublin. I, I can't remember Paul. He was playing for Villa at the time, I think. He's only reported he's met this bird and two other lads, and he's gone out to Greece somewhere, flew out to Greece and gone missing. So we find out, Mick, who knows everyone, has found out this. Somehow he has got in contact with Paul and got Paul back to Dublin for the Monday. Yeah? Monday so he's gone to Greece for the weekend. Yeah, instead of reporting. He's on the piss, isn't he? He's not bothered, really. So he gets back for the game because we need to win the game. We need to win the game because he's only a small squad, I remember. So uh, he gets him back somehow for Tuesday. Keeps it all quiet. No one knows where he's got. Only the squad and the lads knew where he's been. Keeps him quiet, keeps in his room, and he's down to play for the game. He's put him in the team. Because Paul was like that. He could play Paul. Like I say, Turkey weren't Turkey, if you know what I mean. We're expected mm -hmm. to win the game. We're, I mean, we won the game 5-0 in the end. 
Um, so anyway, we, we, when we used to go to the games, we'd get on the coach airport hotel, straight through middle of Dublin to the ground, Lansdowne. So we get to Lansdowne. And when you used to get to Lansdowne, Paul used to always sit at the back of the bus, right at the back in the corner. You get to Lansdowne. You have to get out of the bus, walk 200 yards through the bit of the canal under the tunnel into the changing room. So we get in the changing room anyway. We get in the changing room. Next thing, we're looking around. No one's even, no sign of Paul, is there? He's only got off the fucking bus, hasn't he? He's not in no frame to play the game. Could you see by looking at him what kind of nick he was in? Yeah, he just yeah, look, you could, yeah, yeah. just wasn't there. Well, if you see the story now, you, you get one of two things, but um, how Jack spoke to him and what the things he said to him, but this is what happened. He don't get off the bus. So we're all in the changing him. He's gone, Paul. So anyway, he just again, Jack keeps it quiet. Press don't even know. We go out and play the game. Long story, cut, long story short. Go out, score. Aldridge gets actually we won five 0 not a problem. Gets back to uh, the hotel. He's kept it quiet. I don't how he kept it from the press. I'll never know. But he's uh, so it's McGrath just got off the the. He's no frame of mind, yeah. Shot without, left off the bus. Yeah, without telling anyone, yeah. And he's back at the hotel when he get back to. The hotel and Jack tells you the story. When he gets back to the hotel, Jack actually says to Paul, I didn't realise how bad he was. Do you know what I mean? But he kept it from the press. That's mad, isn't it? But the funny story about it, the funny side of it is, we didn't have enough players, so Bernie Slavin's like uh, the one left out. You know, when you name your squad? And you used to get shirts, you know, like a shirt, two shirts each. You always had one because people use them for charity. So Bernie's not involved in the game, so he gets his shirt signed, doesn't he? By all the players, you know, on the way to the game. Anyway, Bernie's only got to go on the bench, hasn't he? <laughs> what with the sash? Yeah, he's on the fucking bench with his shirt, hasn't he? He's one of the subs. <laughs> oh, just triple signatures. Yeah. Puts him on the bench, Jack. <laughs> Did he Jack come on? T- no, Jack says, Bernie, you're on the bench. So I haven't brought any gear, Jack. So he lends his pair of boots off fucking someone. <laughs> Puts him on the bench. International oh, football. Like I say, What's luckily we to 5 0 again, but yeah. No, them, oh God, we had some. Uh, Cracking trips with Ireland. Great oh, days, Sam. Good lads as well, though. So is, is, is Good lads and good players. At this point, is this when Paul McGrath like, got help or did he just ca- carry on where he were? Well, he needed to get help. Paul was one of them and Paul will even tell you, and like I say, I'm not saying anything out of turn. When he has a bevy, Paul, he likes to go on a bevy, if you know what I mean. He goes two and three days, that's his problem. Paul admits to that. So, But I always just, I mean, that's just a story. That He was always... Every other game, that Italy game, you know, when you're playing the World Cup against Baggio and all that, Paul, pff, he's got dodgy knees and he's like, he's an unbelievable player. Unbelievable lad as well. Unbelievable lad. But playing-wise, he just, he never trained, he just played. No matter where he played, midfield, sometimes he played midfield. You can't actually Fine. believe that he's, he knows he's got to turn up for international duty and he just thought, fuck it, I'm going to Greece for a drink. Yeah. The audacity yeah. not to tell anybody. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah, just like, well, I'm off, fuck it. Jump on played. I'm going for a mythos. See you later. Yeah, you know, like you know, like when you like if if you have, if you've got in bother over your career and you're thinking, oh, the manager's going to be fun. Just not got no. Yeah, but sometimes if you get in that frame of mind, you think, ah, oh, fuck it, I can't be asked. Just can't be asked. And he probably did get in that frame of mind, didn't he? Because mm. he was probably in a worse way than what you thought. Just I'm about Jack. I'm not coming. You know what I mean? Mm. At least, like at least a or a text message to physio. When he's rung him to where Paul is and you're getting that, that ringtone. Bing, the bottom bing. one. Oh, fucking hell. We, we would never have got him. Only Mick Byrne, the physio who knows everyone in Dublin, he's the one who, who found him. <laughs> you're ringing him, oh, fuck and me. Then, he's and not, then he's you not have in Gibney's. Then you have to... Mick had to stand outside Paul's door when he got him back because Paul had just <laughs> go back out. That's what was all, always a threat when he was in his worst state, Paul, yeah? He could just disappear. It just, yeah, it just... Yeah, just... But we never seen him... i never seen him like that much, if you know what I mean. I just... Dead quiet, placid, brilliant, brilliant footballer. Out of all the players you've played with, which one would you t- want to take the trenches with you? Trenches? Uh, probably Paul. But Paul's quiet, he doesn't give it. Obviously, <laughs> he could is... disappear at any time as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd be last, Paul, to be honest. Paul, what's all the backwards again? Might get locked up for deserting, man. <laughs> But we'll let him off because it's Paul. <laughs> listen, I only played with Roy, but I played with Roy, didn't it? Roy Keenan. Listen, we know his career he's had in like top, top player. And he was a young lad, younger than us when he first got in the team. So people like that, innit? Um, Batty, again, he was another one, innit? 
young player when played I first got. Played a lot, haven't you? Pardon? He's played a lot of characters like that. Yeah. Go on, you fire. Five-a-side five tournament, playing for another week in Malta. Yeah. Who you have in team? Wadley. I don't know if Paul can... What, is it indoor or outdoor? <laughs> <laughs> Moss side. Paul, yeah, is no, it on side? side? Oh, Paul would be all right then. I've got to put our kid in on a Daz five-a-side. Yeah. Um, Tom, it's not a big pitch five-a-side, is it? Uh, I'll probably play right. myself as well. <laughs> Parky's not that big, is it? Parky up front. <laughs> I, I can't let you pick me from the fucking Hursty. <laughs> Man, the goals aren't that big. You can play next, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> Just lie on the side. No, a difficult question. You know, you yeah. play, play with so many players, don't you? <laughs> Enjoyed that. Have you yeah. any regrets? Uh, you know what? I would have. I think I would have liked to have done if my knees would have been all right. I would like to have played abroad or took a chance playing abroad, just because of the way I. I played all oh, my yeah, game. Yeah. What my game was? Uh, what, abroad, like America you? abroad or no? Italy. Spain, Italy. right? Somewhere like Spain, not Italy. Spain. Yeah. There was a little bit of a chance when <clears throat> Real Sociedad uh, Daly went there. Kevin Richardson went there. I remember Ron Atkinson yeah. was there. There was sort of a little bit of well in the papers, only paper talk really. But no, I would have liked to. I would like to have took a little chance. <laughs> no, cheers, mate. Yeah, Tom, thanks for coming on, mate. Thanks a lot, man. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.